Our Bag, season two premiere of the Disintegration Station with our conductors, Ryan. I love where you're going with this. And AJ. We had this button we called the Bear Scare. So sit down and buckle up as we take a ride with all new passengers, new problems and solutions, and new ideas here on the Disintegration Station. Today's an exciting day. We have a special guest in the house, a former integrator here at Integration. His name is Patrick. Say hi, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? Also, we have Mr. AJ back from season one. Say hi. Hello. How you doing, boss? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. And last but not least, Ryan, what's new with you, man? Well, we got new people here. So, <laughs> Patrick, welcome to the Integration Station. Patrick, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, where you hail from, where you're here uh, from your business, and uh, what you do? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I started in industry about eight years ago, and I actually started here with Syntegration, um, kind of worked my way up, and now I've ended up developing into a rep role. So I'm a manufacturer's rep now for a bunch of different various audio and video lines, including Lutron and some other lines. So basically what we do as a rep is, you know, I'm, I'm in the intermediary between the manufacturer and you guys as the integrator, right? Um, I think the thing that makes CET a little bit different than a lot of reps out there is, you know, we are truly here just to make friends and be friends with everybody. And in turn, you know, we kind of all sell viable things into clients' homes, kind of what's best for the, um, the client and the end user. Um, so thoroughly enjoy it, you know, happy to be here on the show. So yeah, happy for you to be here too. Uh, and we work with CET quite closely on, you know, working with our brand. So, uh, yeah, I think this is gonna be great to do a deep dive and talk about industry related events and yeah, yeah it was it was definitely a little sad you know when you when you moved on when you, <laughs> when you got when you left the nest yeah um so yeah patrick was with us for a number of years um great he actually ran our service department um he's just a really good guy and you wanted some life changes and cet offered you a position and you know now he sells us yeah well, yeah <laughs> absolutely and you know it's great to still have the relationships here obviously you know, I'm thankful for everything that AJ and the team did for me, and there'll always be a little special place in my heart, even though the birdie left the nest. But you know, <laughs> not too far from the nest. We're not here, too far. We're here around the table. Yeah, so. absolutely. So yeah. So um, what are some of the main brands? Um, so Lutron obviously is our primary brand, which you know, if you don't know anything about Lutron, they do lighting control and shades. Um, engineering company at their core. They've been around since the '60s and basically invented the original dimmer. So they've been around forever. Um, they make solid, reliable products, and they're very forward-thinking in that. A lot of design elements taken into account with their shades and their lighting and everything they're doing. Um, and then, you know, we have other audio-video brands, AV Pro Edge, Wisdom Audio, so some high-end audio lines that do some different things in the space. We really try to align ourselves with a lot of the luxury brands, right? So the super high-end um, you know, the, the stuff that we just know is going to be reliable and is going to stay kind of in your home for years and years to come with no issues and no, no problems. That's the biggest thing is the reliability. So Absolutely. luxury comes with the aspect of knowing that it's going to be controlled really well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you know, the thing that a lot of people don't think about is it, it reliability is a, is a huge key point, right? Just like you said, because if in five years that thing isn't working in your home anymore, now everybody is dissatisfied. So we really pride ourselves on trying to keep those relationships strong. We have our 
very good relationships with our manufacturers as well as our integrators to the point that, you know, we've just become friends and we've absorbed that relationship. And in turn, you know, we, we kind of just provide a level of service to everybody around us of just, Hey, you know, it's love and we're all in this together. And we just want to make sure that at the end of the day, the client obviously is, is happy with everything they, they get. So, yeah, we've liked uh, working with you guys. Lutron has been a great brand for us. Um, AV Pro Edge, also a great brand. We just got back from training, um, saw some new cool stuff there, uh, learned a lot about the HDMI handshaking and uh, how that can definitely help a lot of projects out of ours. Yeah, it could help or hurt your projects, but the coolest thing was learning like, okay, here's really how to troubleshoot and here are the tool sets that you need to use to make sure that you're 100% certain on every job that video is working correctly. Yeah, Patrick got us... Um, um, with uh, Lutron, he uh, he got us uh, working with a builder, and um, we're going to do a really nice Ketra job yeah. ne- next year. Yeah. It's next year, right? Uh, yeah, just a timeline of the project will be sometime next year. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been really cool. Um, I'm definitely excited to see more and more of the Ketra get installed in our projects. Um, we installed a couple, you know, Philips Hue systems last year and the year before, and they were okay. But once I saw the bulb, uh, the the actual Ketra bulb, it's just there's just no comparison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's substantial, you know, and the technology and the engineering and the thought behind it is substantial, right? And the, the transition for Lutron is to have that, that button to bulb solution where it's not just the controls on the wall. It's how does that control control the light in the space, um, you know, and give you that perfect level of light all day long. And with Ketra, you know, it has the circadian rhythm stuff, which they call natural show within Lutron. And that's the perfect level of light for any time of day. So it actually has health benefits. It's very captivating. Um, the intelligent lighting system category, I think is definitely something that's going to continue to evolve. Um, And I think that this industry as a whole is evolving in that aspect too, right? I think it also plays into like just how construction innovation changes. Like if you talk about structure of a building and the exterior siding, like it's it's gone so far to become so good. But a lot of the electrical infrastructure that we see is like what you would see 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It hasn't changed so much. And I think within the last five years, it's kind of flipped it self on its head and now the luxury market's kind of coming into a commonplace market and people are able to do more unique lighting scenarios that like aren't common practice really yeah yeah absolutely well and it's you know lighting is an art form right i mean we don't think about it that way because we just see lights in our home but a truly well-lit space with different layers of lighting whether it's under cabinet or ceiling cans or decorative fixtures it really can change the way you feel right? I mean, you're cooking and it's, it's dark. Well, you can't see what you're doing. I mean, cooking in a bright light, right? To feel energized. You're feeling good about what you're cooking, but then, Hey, we're done with dinner. We want to relax. And now we want to turn it down to a lower Kelvin temperature. And, you know, we kind of want to turn in for the night. So the ability to have all of that functionality in one fixture and the ability to have the smarts within the fixture, is just something that, you know, wasn't thought of 20 years only ago. because of what we do which is become advocates for that innovative technology because otherwise who puts it in their houses besides you know the teams that are supplying all the resources in order to do it correctly like rep groups and then the integrators like us that are actively trying to you know design it on projects and say hey give this a try because we see success absolutely well and with that too i mean i think it's the education of the clients right it's the education of, of the industry yeah, what we're seeing a lot is uh, we need to design and sell technology that grows with the customer. Um, we're, as 
you know, as my kids get older, my needs of my house are changing, you know, where, where light is, you know, what, what rooms are important, what rooms are no longer as important as they were and uh, having intelligent lighting and not just like switch level intelligent lighting, but like fixture specific intelligent lighting is just such a cool aspect. Cause now I can really, you know, dial that house in and make that customer's experience just that much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we talked about in season one, we had a client that said like, you guys have changed my life just because of lighting scenes. Um, <laughs> it's like, there's this value that you only uncover after you've experienced it. And I'm sure everybody knows at least integrators, how they bring that value to a lot of their clients. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it really is. Again, it's, it's just a very captivating thing. And I think that providing that education to clients, you know, and just people in general, a lot of people don't realize the capabilities of some of these systems and what could, they can actually do. You know, everybody sees price tags on a lot of things and invalid, right? I mean, price tags are a thing. Everybody has a budget. But you know, it's an investment, right? This, the technology is an investment into your future, into how you feel, into how you're going to operate within your own home, right? And a lifestyle. And a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. You know, it's like eating healthy and working out and all those kinds of things. It becomes a lifestyle and it becomes a routine, you know? And I feel like a lot of people, once they've adapted into the industry and they've adopted the technology into their home, it's something that they don't ever want to live without again. Um, so one of, the, one of the brands you rep is Josh. And uh, I'd love to know your opinion on Josh. Um, I've had it in my house for about a year now, and uh, and it's when I first got it, I was uh, I was a little frustrated with how it worked. Um, what I realized was that uh, myself and my family had to adapt a little bit to Josh, and Josh had to be adapted to me. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is, uh, how do you? If uh, if you have some customer who's like, well, my Alexa can turn on the lights, you know, what makes Josh different? Obviously, at its forefront, right, privacy-based company. Um, they're not going to be adding stuff to your shopping cart. They're not going to be kind of listening all the time, right? They're only listening for their wake phrase, and that's it. And the great thing about it is it's it's tailored to a, a higher level of clientele, right, where you truly want that automation. It's not meant to be a voice assistant, right, where you can – it can tell you jokes. It can do all that stuff, Right. But it truly is different in the fact of the privacy and interacts with the, you know, the systems in your home, I think is just, it's it's much different, right, in the way it does that. Where Alexa, yes, it can see things, but hey, you're, you're stuck to this command list. If you don't say this exactly right, what did you say? What did you say? You know what I mean? And it's this constant battle, I think, that people fight. The big thing about voice in general is we've been so trained to say these commands that now that you have a system that you can literally just talk to, right, natural language, People don't know how to do that, right? It's they say something, they say the wake word, and then it's a pause, and then it's oh, oh, and you're fumbling, right? So it's kind of retraining and doing that education piece of just, you know, hey, you can't just talk to this, right? And like you said, it is something that you have to adapt to, and you kind of find your niches of how you're going to use it in your home because it's different for everybody. All right, I have a question. Who came yes, up sir. with the name Josh and why Josh? Um, I did. Was the Josh AI company? Um, I honestly don't know the backstory of of how they got to the got to Josh, but um, you know they they've been around for a while now. Uh, they've got a CEO that used to work for Apple and has done some things. So 
They're just kind of a forward-thinking company. I mean, right? it makes sense. Yeah. It's a single-syllable word, so yeah. I get I, there's it. probably a story there, honestly. I think, uh, I think it has something to do with the dog. A dog. Yeah, a dog I mean, in the logo. Yeah, dog is a logo. Name so now, Josh. I guess we're <laughs> have to ask him and bring him back. Yeah, I guess on the podcast. I guess we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to get. Yeah, well, well, we'll have to get somebody from Josh AI to be on the podcast. Definitely a goal. Uh, something that always frustrated me when I was writing programs for Control Four with Alexa or with Google Nest is that there were all these like carrier words. You, you, you know, for example, you couldn't use the word music with with Alexa because Alexa owns that word. So if you wanted to say play music, you can. And with Josh, the the thing I've realized is that you, you still have your general words: turn on lights, turn off lights. But if I want to make it you know, hey, Josh, uh, you know, the Avs just scored. I, I can do that. Yeah. And and that from a uh, from a programming standpoint where we're, you know, lifestyle programmers, we we go in and we, you know, we listen to our customers and say, all right, well, what do you want it to do? And then you can say it. Uh, the other thing I do like about Josh is uh, the history, the, the chat history. I, uh, I didn't realize how much I would like that. But especially when I'm like trying to do an audit or a critique of the customer's house, I can actually tell like, oh, they they tried something, it didn't work, and then they tried to say it a couple other times. Uh, we actually had a problem here at the showroom where uh, it thought the word Ketra from Lutron was catcher. And so I just added an alias to the names of Catcher, and now it, it works every time. It's just because I don't know how to talk. That's yeah. The problem. Yeah. Well, we all mumble, right? You know. Well, and, that, and that's a cool thing, right? Is that with that aliasing and being able to name things, where if they're, you know, the husband's calling it the den and the wife's calling it the living room, Josh is intelligent enough to know, you know, a lot of those variations of what could be said. So it's going to preload a lot of those things from for most rooms and things like that, right? But you can always add whatever alias you want, you know. If you call it, you know, again, whatever you call it, you can you can put it in there and then it's working. So maybe just to give an example. So let's say the abs did just score. What do you think would be a cool way to showcase that in a really integrated house, AJ? So I actually do this at my house and uh, I got the uh, the Denver, the Denver foghorn sound. You know how when the when the abs score, there's that sound. So I play that on every single speaker in my house at 90 percent volume, including outsides, inside everything and then all the all the colored lighting in my house just kind of goes to Av's colors burgundy red the blue those kinds of things so that's awesome I mean and, that, and that's like you know you're not going to go to your phone and be like oh this, I'm going to press the button because we scored it's just this really quick natural language and your house uh, interacts just as you want it to. Yeah, we've already, I, I talked to one customer about this and they were like, oh, you should you should just hook it up to like an RSS feed of the game. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think it's that cool yet. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, usually, uh, you, you know, just like, you, I don't, it would be weird because uh, by, the, by the time the goal is scored, I mean, there's still a good minute or two, you know, before it's actually read and, and you know, pushed out. All right, so I have a question. Does Josh filter profanity or certain terms or words or phrases that might be deemed, let's say, hate speech or something to that effect? Is that something that yeah, you can, can actually do as a turn that on as a feature? Oh, absolutely. you can turn it on. Yep, manually. Yeah, but no, not it's not automatic. automatic. So okay. you know, you can have it cuss, you can have it do those things, but you can turn on the filter where it'll it'll bleep stuff out and all that kind of stuff and respond in different ways. And it's got voices, you know, different voices and stuff like that as well. So it does have some of the same features of what you be used to with like a voice assistant right but that's just you know again it's more for the home and that intelligent home aspect um 
you know, they've actually launched some new stuff in the last couple of months in regards to new app interface. And I, you know, honestly, obviously I've dealt with control four and savant crestron. I've seen all these things. Josh has a really compelling interface. I mean, it, it's something to where, you know, if you, if I was to put control four and Josh in a home, I would honestly almost choose the Josh interface over control four's interface. Not that because control four can do all the heavy lifting and can do things that are outside of the sandbox of Josh. Right. And when I say that, I mean, Josh works with certain manufacturers, right? Natively. And they're always expanding that list. They want to be agnostic. They're just like Lutron. But with that, I just think the interfacing of what you can do and some of the scene building stuff they've added for a client and an end user. Nice. Um, it's pretty powerful. All right. So let's say uh, you pronounce a word wrong or a phrase wrong. Does Josh correct you on that? It doesn't correct you. But like if I was to say, you know, ra- razor shaves, right? It knows that that's close enough to raise the shades. And if you're in a room with shades, it's going to raise the shades. So as long as the phrase is similar, then it yep. understands. And okay. then again, the chat history that AJ's talking about is, again, we talk about privacy and you're like, whoa, wait, it's recording my, it's recording my chat history. It's only there as a tool to better tailor it to that user. Right. And only the people authorized can see it. So if you leave your integrator with, you know, the, uh, the allowance to do that over the, the first month of the deployment, just to make sure it works well. Uh, but after that, you can set it so anything you say immediately erases. So it's, it's actually not in any log at all. Yeah, absolutely. And you could, you could turn it off as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can definitely pare down the logging and the history down. I think out of the box, I believe it's a month. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. 30 days of chat history is recorded. Um, Overall, it's been really good. Uh, One of the features I really do like about Josh is the ability to remote manage it. Um, I don't think there's enough conversation about it actually in our industry, but you know, when you have Alexa or you have Google, these, these are DIY single homeowner centric parts. So if you're building a really nice custom house with a lot of stuff and you're going to be paying a company like ours or another integrator company to come put it in, if you want to do Alexa or, you know, even like Google Nest cameras or Google Nest is you have to be there. Like you got to be on site every single time because in fact you are the owner with josh um we can be invited as a maintenance person um to the account which i really really like because we can we can step in we can do our stuff and we can come we can leave and yet you still have a fully functioning system yeah that's that's a that's a really good point actually you know and i think you're right i don't think it gets brought up enough you know the ability to be able to remote service call right with with ease and again, you only have access to the system on the clients that you've you've integrated with, right? And if they don't want you to have access, fine. But obviously, there's a, a value proposition there of, of having that access. So, yeah. Okay, so is there a monthly cost or is there a subscription that you required as a client to get to use it? So, there is. So, there is a, a – it's basically a yearly model, right? So, there's a year, a five-year, a 10-year license – or excuse me, not 10-year, lifetime license. Um, various different costs, right, associated with that. And the way that that Josh operates is it's based off rooms of control. So you could have one Josh device and have nine rooms of control, right? Not going to be very intuitive because Josh is self-aware of the room he's in. So if I'm calling out things in other rooms, I've got to say that room name associated with whatever I'm trying to do. If you have a Josh in every room, now it knows what's in that room. So if you've got a TV and shades and lights, you can literally walk and say, turn on the lights. You know, raise the shades. You don't have to call out the room because it knows where it's at. Um, so with that, the nine rooms are less of control. You have a yearly, a five-year, and a lifetime license. Um, and then with a 10 rooms or more of control, it's considered a luxury license, which is essentially 
double the cost, right, um, of a yearly, a five-year lifetime. Um, but with that, the reason they've done this model is because their hardware is just a conduit to the software, right? That's, that is their bread and butter as a software. And they're going to be doing enough in the back end within a year that it's way more valuable, right, than what you're paying for that license for what you're getting out of that because they're constantly updating, constantly making changes, and the support level they have is just very high support level. So you're getting a lot with that, right? You're not just paying for this because it's in your house. It's it's all of that encompassed within. I got you. Now, recently, AJ and I had a discussion about software being more expensive and hardware being more affordable Whereas years ago, hardware was a lot more expensive and software was more affordable. So now that you've got more of an expensive software to run your systems, is there a way that a client could abuse the licensing that they um, you know, acquire to use these different types of software? Is there a criminal aspect to it in any way? I, I think this would probably fall under the privacy thing. Um, ultimately, you're, you're the owner of all of your messaging. So... I, it is a good question. It's a um, it's a very like good question. How, uh, if uh, this actually got brought up on a Control Four forums, is if the police were to request uh, history of uh, history logs of a smart home, um, are you required to give it over? And um, I don't I don't actually know. I don't know either. I mean, I feel like that with anything, if there's a warrant to you know get that property right they can get phones and text messages i would feel it may fall under the same category um but it is owned by the owner and it's not something where obviously the software engineers at josh or even the integrator right nobody's sitting there watching what you're saying right that's the whole privacy aspect of it yes there's a chat history but that is literally you say a command it's going to the cloud to convert send the command back to josh for it to execute that's it right and it records a snippet of that so Interesting question. <laughs> well, when you think about it, you know, people talk about ownership all the time and what they have rights to and what they own. So, for example, let's say a DA in a case wants to subpoena phone records for a case uh, as a use of motive, right? For example, I have Google Home. And so I'm always concerned when I'm talking or yelling at my kids about something. Is this device recording me? Is it keeping track of what I say? And then is it possible that down the road it could be used against me like in yeah, a case? Yeah, and you know, and it's interesting because I would think in, you know, and it may be the same, it may be different, but I would think in the scenario of an Alexa or a Google Home, you don't own any of that, right? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Amazon will give you a free device to put in your home. Why do, why, do, why do they want to do that? Why, why are they going to give you a free Inquiring advice? minds want to know. Right? I mean, I mean, let's be honest, right? You know, like, I think there's a reason there's a price associated the way it is with Josh is because it's a completely different idea and thought process, right? Where Amazon, Google, all these guys, they want it in your home. They want you to interact with it. They want to collect that information and that data. And it's like if something came out where there's a crime, I could much more see that being subpoenaed and you having nothing to say in the instance where with Josh AI, I think, again, because of the way it's modeled out and because of how the homeowner or the client owns that information, I think it would be a little bit different how it's processed. But who knows? I you think know? we need to have some sort of technology attorney on this podcast yeah, because there, a, there's, there's so much addition. more that goes into this envelope of privacy and security and passwords and all of that. And, and I think it's a gray area now that's going to be very much changing 
because of how much data technology harnesses and you know who owns it is it part of a cloud somewhere else is it on your phone locally um so i i think that there's you know a lot more to uncover so i think these are good questions yeah we uh we've done a pretty substantial security upgrade since you left uh we now do a, a last pass um, shared folder for every single customer's information, and then we deploy, and then we uh, release that folder to the customer via LastPass. So it's all fully encrypted and secured, and it's it's a whole lot. It, it's we, we are trying to be as uh, thoughtful of security and privacy as we can. Um, there is a there is an issue when you when you have a uh, an integrator. Um, a lot of the contracts, a lot of the equipment has a EULA, has an end user license agreement that comes up. And, you know, we can't, we can't turn the television on until we accept that EULA. So, you know, how do you get this TV working before Christmas if you don't accept the EULA? And so there's a, there is a lot of gray area for integrators and, you know, we're, we're accepting these things and we're doing these things. I think Josh does a really good job of making sure that the customer is aware of what's happening in the background. Um, the other thing, uh, I was thinking about uh, TK when you were talking about um, is it recording it the Josh does record your audio but then it converts it to text so it's not actually the audio so you couldn't like re-listen to it so no saved audio file yeah so you wouldn't know who said it oh okay you'd actually just see a textual and, yeah and so you know you just argue it in court then. I guess yeah. so yeah you know and, and that's, that's interesting thing, right is like we they have the ability, right, to to listen back to audio, but it's something that has to be turned on within the system, right? And there's a special set that has to happen. And the only time that that's ever done, right, is in a scenario where you have an issue with a device or something like that, right? So, you know, we had some issues with one of our mics at one point, and you could literally clearly hear that it sounded like somebody was crumpling papers over your voice, right? And it's just the way they've got four mics in these devices, and, you know, it, it, it knows based off of those positional mics where you're at in the room. It shuts off other mics within the device so that only that mic that's closest to you is the one listening, and that way that's how it's able to execute. There's a lot that goes into, you know, the systems and what they've done, right? And that's the thing I think with every all technologies, right? It's the end user is getting the end of it right they're getting the hey i'm saying this and it's doing this the amount of work and the amount of time that goes into these products right not just josh ai but you know all of the other brands and, and within the industry it's pretty incredible what they actually have to so does the company josh create their own mics are they proprietary yes. to josh okay so they don't have an outside source no. yep it's theirs it's theirs and so you know a big thing that comes up is wake words right the biggest question I Josh. get. My what brother's if, name what is, my yes. brother's what if name my, is Josh. What if well. my son is named Josh? What do I do? Yeah, exactly. That's the answer all the time is change your kid's name. Um, no, so they've developed another wake word, which is Nikola, right? Like Nikola Tesla. So luxury, high end, that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, and then with some of their micro devices, which are the ones that are more the size of an Amazon dot, you can do okay home, hey micro, right? So there's various things you can do with it. But to train a wake word, it's, it's pretty complex, right? And there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a whole thing behind it about, you know, the reason Alexa is what it is, is because it's three syllables, right? So it's, that's kind of how with wake words, it's part of their training and what they have to do, but they've got to train all of these things in and all these scenarios and use cases. So it costs a decent amount of money to do that. So it's not just, hey, we can have 27 different presets that you can change it to and you can call it whatever you want. No, there's a lot more that goes into that than just, hey, we can just assign this to this, right? So, Yeah, and it's because it's always listening. And so you, 
you know, there would just be just nonstop noise and and miss misfires. I mean, even with Hey Josh, I mean, I've I've watched my Josh in my house, and occasionally I'll be watching a movie or a TV show, and I'll notice it'll pick up like it's trying to listen, like it's like so it heard that word or or something that sounds really close to that, um, and then it just hung up. Yeah, because it's it's actively listening, right? But it's actively listening for its wake word. It does, you know, can have misfires occasionally, um, you know, stuff that sounds like Josh or similar like that. But, you know, again, typically when that happens, like you said, it will just hang up and it goes back to this little kind of dormant state. But yeah, I like that dormant state. All right. I have a quick story. Last week I went to the doctor and I go into the room and I sit down. The nurse comes in behind me, sits down and she talks to this little device on the table. It looked just like a Google Home device. I let her finish, and when she's finished, I said, what is that? And she said, it is a transcriber. And I was like, really? She said, yeah, it transcribes notes for the doctor, so when he's done with the visit, he can sit down and read them. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, since when has healthcare gotten that far into technology? But here we are in the 21st century, and we've got doctors talking to this device that takes everything they say, everything we say, and writes it out in written form. I mean, it blew my mind for sure. And I thought to myself, at what point are we going to be able to tell our homes to do certain things, or is it just going to stay in the healthcare realm? You know what I mean? I I actually want to expand on the healthcare thing real quick. So I I talked to an integrator when we were traveling for one of the recent shows, I think it was CDM, and he was explaining how he really worked well with Medicare or or, uh, medical uh, teams uh, and doctor's offices in particular because he'd go in and take evaluations and see if he could hear another person outside of that office or that that space. You know, they might have multiple patient rooms. And technically, if, if you can hear someone else or a conversation while you're in someone else's room, um, you're, you're uh, not HIPAA compliant exactly. So he would provide unique audio solutions just to make sure that they were HIPAA compliant. So as an integrator, he's able to provide this, you know, for sure a solution in making sure that he's compliant and it was just you know speakers uh just to do that so our industry finds its way into all of the other ones so it'd be good to maybe have a medical professional on the podcast we're just adding guests left and right yeah this is a great first episode the medical industry is huge it's something that's never going away right so it's only adapting and getting stronger and hipaa compliant and all this kind of stuff we actually rep a a company called mac warren um it's on our industrial side and it's these big towers that basically disinfect rooms and it's like this you know what i mean so insane device but can disinfect a room super quick right you don't want to look at it you'll burn your eyes from TVs to automatic sterilization of rooms, it's like uh, integration just finds its way in this this swatch of uh, disciplines. Yeah, um, it looks like uh, we're about uh, we're about there. Yeah, so. seriously, go for days. I always learn so much every time I sit down with you guys. Great conversation. You've been listening to the Integration Station with your conductors Ryan and AJ, as well as our special guest Patrick. Patrick will be back next week with more talk about Josh as well as some other fun topics, so stay tuned for that. You can find us on Anchor, Google, or Amazon. Go like and subscribe and share. Even leave a comment or a question because we would love your feedback. Check out Cinegration.com. There is so much information about smart home technology as well as a few cool pictures from previous jobs. So until next week, people, stay smart.